Welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. I want to jump straight in and share a simple message with you that has actually come from Pastor Phil a number of years ago, and I want to bring it to you today. You know, I released myself from that whole thought of preaching a message that you've heard from someone else when I read my Bible in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, where Paul was admonishing Timothy to take the teachings that he'd received from Paul and pass them on to others. And I think right now, in the days that we're living, in the hour that we're living, this teaching on the four directions of faith, which originally came from Pastor Phil, is so powerful for us to be reminded of today. So can we jump into that? In 1975, a young man who was struggling with what to do with his life returned home from college. One afternoon, he was hanging out at his mother's beauty salon where he, where a respected elderly woman visited the shop. She took a seat saw the young man and couldn't take eyes off him. Every time he looked in the mirror, he saw her behind him looking right at him. The woman saw something in the teenager, something he could not see in himself. Eventually, she spoke what was on her mind. Talk about great things to come, the woman said. You, young man, you are going to travel the world and speak or preach to millions of people. Then she wrote those words on a blue envelope and handed it to him. Her words spoke to his troubled heart. So he graciously accepted the envelope and signed it. Then he put it in his wallet so he could carry it with him. Today, Denzel Washington is one of the biggest movie stars in Hollywood. In an article published in February 2017, Denzel said, the woman's words really encouraged me when I was starting out as an actor. How powerful is that? Today, I want to talk to you about the fourth, four directions of faith and they are faith towards God, faith in ourselves, faith in others, and faith in our circumstances. When you put faith towards God, it results in faith in ourselves, which empowers us to put faith in others. And it is complete when we put faith in our circumstances. Come with me to Mark chapter four and verse 11, which says, have faith in God. I don't know about you, but I do place faith in other things. I place faith in hand sanitizer. I carry one in my pocket. I didn't put it in there for now because it looks a bit weird when you're standing on stage. But I put faith in the chair that I sit on, the car that I drive, the bike that I ride. But first and foremost, we need to put our faith in God. Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, First, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you your sins too. First place, first direction of faith is faith in God, faith towards God. Believe in God the Creator and His plan for your life. Faith starts with God and is completed in God. It's not just this belief in myself that I'm going to have, but it's a belief in myself that comes from first believing in God. 
The psalmist said in Psalm 33, the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. God's plans, God has plans for you and for me. His plans are to prosper us and to keep us in good health. Is that right? You know, the psalmist's confidence in, in Psalm 33, it came about because he was looking back on the past. His confidence came from looking back on the past and seeing that he had been faithful in the past. And he said, if he's been faithful in the past, he's going to be faithful in the future. You know what? Today, more than ever before, I believe in the supernatural power of God. I believe in the power of God to intervene, especially when I set my faith in Him and pray to Him because of that. I believe in the power of the blood of Jesus. I declare that the power of that blood is stronger today than ever before. I believe it in the power of the blood of Jesus to protect me, to protect my family, to protect those around about us. I believe in the power of the blood to set us free from the power of the enemy. It is a supernatural power. It is not a natural power. I believe in the power of the blood of Jesus to make me right with God. I believe in the power of the blood of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. I believe in the power of God to give me the confidence that I need to go through any battle, to face any giant, to conquer any mountain. I believe in my financial covenant with God. I do not care what the media or anyone else wants to say right now, but because I give a first part, the first tenth of any part of increase in my world to God to build His house, I believe that has set me on a course of prosperity. I believe that as I give my tenth to God first, regardless of the season, that it opens up the heavens over my life. I live under an open heaven because of my tithes. Not because of my righteousness or my praying or my worship. That's just an add-on. But the heavens open up over my life because I have stayed consistent in that area. That covenant is active and no demon in hell can change it. No economic changes can change it. A drop in the stock market can't change it. My God says He's gonna cause my seed to prosper and bring forth a harvest. He's gonna protect me. He's gonna give me the very best deals. I get discounts. I get unfair advantages in the marketplace because I believe in that thing. I put my faith in God first and foremost. I believe in the angels of God. I believe right now there are angels that God has charged to protect me so that I do not come into calamity. I believe that right now there are angels looking after my grandchildren and my children. I believe right now there are angels here. You know what? So many people easily believe in demons. I find it hard to believe in demons. I know they exist, but I don't believe in their power or their ability. I believe for every demon that's out there, there are two angels ready to take them on and hold them down and give them an arm bar if they need to. I don't care what they've got to do. But the angels of God encamp about us. Oh, sorry for getting a little bit excited. But I know that God came to, Jesus said He came to give me life and life more abundantly. Just like the woman with the issue of blood who had suffered for 12 years with a menstrual flow of blood, when she activated her faith towards God, pushed through the crowd and touched the hem of Jesus' garment, a game-changing miracle took place. Let me tell you, when you will put your faith first towards God, 
a game-changing miracle will take place in your life. And some of you won't even see the reality of that miracle. You will have to watch it on replay when you get to heaven, but God will protect you from some stuff that the enemy planned and you'll find yourself getting to heaven watching a replay of it because game-changing miracles take place first and foremost when we put our faith towards God. But faith towards God actually results in faith in yourself. Let me set you free from false humility. You need to believe in you. Let me set you free from false faith. God believes in you more than you believe in Him. Hello, somebody. Like you've got to realise it's not about your energy to believe in God because He believes in you more than you believe in Him. He never would have sent Jesus to the cross to die that horrendous death, to pay that horrendous price, to experience the effects of sin if He didn't first believe in you. Faith in God leads to faith in ourselves. We believe in ourselves. Let me remind you, Philippians 4, I know what it means to lack. I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger, I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. How powerful is that? Romans 8, Old school, I'm a little old school, so I've got to go there because this spirit has been, this scripture has been stirring in my heart all week. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11 that he quickens my mortal body. It's an old word that has a powerful meaning behind it. But you've got to know that presence you can feel right now, that anointing that's resting on you right now, it's there to quicken your mortal body. And to quicken literally means to cause to live, to make alive, to give life. It means spiritual power to arouse and invigorate, to restore life, to give increase of life, thus of physical life of the Spirit, quickening as respect to the Spirit endured with new and greater power for life. Quickened, charged, invigorated. I like how the Passion Translation says, infused with explosive power. I like that. I feel like, that's pretty good, huh? So by all means, go ahead and put your faith in God, but put faith in yourself. Like believe in yourself, you can do it. Roger, Roger Bannister was the first person to run the four-minute mile in under four minutes. It demonstrates the power of belief. Before May 6, 1954, no one in human history had run the mile in less than four minutes. Most people believed that this thing was physically impossible. A lot of so-called experts believed that it was beyond the capability of the human body to run the mile at such a speed. In fact, they went on to say that a person who seriously attempted this feat would end up with lungs that explode and certain death. For many years, this particular belief was perceived as fact and during this period, a lot of athletes tried to break this barrier without any success. However, a man named Roger, Roger, Roger Bannister said, armed only with the power of belief and incredible determination, ran the mile in three minutes and 59 seconds on May 6, 1954. By doing this, he did not just come into a world record. He also broke a false belief that existed in the minds of thousands of runners. To run a mile in less than four minutes was no, not possible. And a year later, many more people broke the barrier and now this is a common thing. 
So what does it mean? It means the barrier never existed at all. It was just a barrier that existed in the mind, not in nature. The impossible was accomplished. While Bannister is famous for shattering the four-minute barrier, many forget that he held the title for less than seven weeks before Australians John Landy finished it in three minutes and 56 58 seconds on June 21, 1954. An Aussie. Come on, somebody. I feel like doing Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. (laughs) And now today, Morocco's Hitchman El Guero has held the record for the mile of three minutes, 43 seconds. And he accomplished that on July 7, 1999. It still stands today as the record. Faith in God must result in faith in yourself. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Christ is quickening your mortal body today. Explosive supernatural power is entering your being today just by sitting under the preaching of the Word of God. Faith in God leads to faith in yourself, which must result in faith in others. Remember Denzel Washington, a teenager, struggling with belief in himself. A simple note of belief from an elderly woman who was respected, didn't know him, but could see something in him that he could not see in himself. Imagine Denzel taking that envelope and the words written on it and put it in his pocket, signing it to declare, this is mine. This is the signature of my life. And I have watched Denzel preach. He is one of my favourite movie stars. You you know, there might be some movies that you think, oh, wow, does Pastor really watch that? Yeah, just with the remote there, fast forward certain bits. Come on, stop judging me, (laughs) you Christians. But I've watched Denzel stand on the platform with movie cast and preach to them devotional thoughts from the Bible and tell them of his faith in God, how that prophecy came forth out of an encouragement that came from a courageous and bold little old lady that could see something in him that he could not see in himself. I wanna tell you this faith in God not only needs to result in faith in ourselves, but we've gotta have faith in others. We've gotta begin to believe in others. I believe in you and God's plan for your life. Because I believe in God, I can believe in myself wholeheartedly and I am empowered to believe in others. Faith starts with God, changes our hearts and then flows out to others. When you struggle to believe in yourself, you will struggle to believe in others. But the root of unbelief can only grow if you fail to first put your faith in God. Let me tell you, there will be no root of unbelief in you if you first put faith in God. And then finally, as we come into land, we must have faith in our circumstances. Not because the circumstances are favourable, but because God's favour is upon our lives. I'm not that old in my opinion, just saying. But I'm old enough to remember our world being overcome with fear in the past. I remember the Q8 war in the late 80s, early 90s and the financial crash that followed. I remember the Y2K fears of planes falling out of the sky, financial institutions collapsing and medical mayhem that was predicted but never happened. I remember the Bali bombings 
and the tragedies that happened there and the fear that came into the world. I remember 9-11 and how that changed world, our world, the world that we live in forever. I remember the GFC. I remember mad cow disease, Ebola and SARS. The list is long and broad. And now we can add to that COVID-19. I don't know how long we'll live in this situation and how long this pandemic will be around, but I do know this, that by the end of the game and when we get to the other side, we will be stronger. We will be prospering. The hand of God will have moved thousands of times across the planet and we'll be celebrating in churches, in connect groups all over the world, how God has faithfully come through for us. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know the one who holds the future in His hands. You know, today, I believe it is like never before, so powerful and so timely for us to actually be praying for the entire world. I believe there's very few moments where God graces us with the authority to pray for the entire world. But right now, we are empowered by God to pray for people all around the world that they would be protected, that they would turn their hearts to God, that they would put faith in God. I'm aware today that we are gathering with people of strong faith, some faith and no faith. I find it a great compliment that we have people in our church services all the time that have no faith. And they've come because they're looking to put their faith somewhere. And I wanna declare to you today, when you put your faith in God, you will never be let down. When you put your faith in God, it's the greatest investment you can make with your faith in your lifetime. When you put your faith in God, you will move mountains and you will see giants slain because that's how God works. Psalm 34, as we come to close, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear Him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you His godly people, for those who fear Him will have all they need. Let me pray with you. Father, today I wanna thank you that you're a very present help in times of trouble. God, I wanna thank you that all who put their trust in you shall never be ashamed. I wanna thank you that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If we follow Him, we'll never be lost. If we follow Him, we'll never be deceived. If we follow Him, we shall receive eternal life. Thank you, God, for every one of our brothers and sisters gathering in church services and communities right around the world today. And God, we pray for our brothers and sisters for their trust in You to increase for your hand of protection to remain on them and for your blessing to flow from them to others. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.